to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast where we interview performers about their worst experiences on stage. I'm your host, Luke Fagenbush. I'm here with my co-host, Lauren Hutton. He is sitting on the other side of a room. He's dressed as the crow from the movie The Crow, and he is jerking it so right. He's fully torqued, getting into it, Uh, and I'm fully torqued too. There's a reason for that. Uh, Today on the show, we have a very special guest, one of my favorite comedians and actually actors. Uh, He lived for Cincinnati for a while. He moved to Chicago, and he's in New York now just killing it. He killed it here. It is Ron Irvin, and I'm not going to let this go on too long. I don't think Lauren could take it. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna just throw to the episode before it gets messy here. Everybody, it's Ron Irvin. Please, enjoy the episode. Oh, good Lord. Oh, man. Okay, so who was the guy that had a fucking Facebook screenshot on his shirt? I don't know. I do I want to go do I want to put this on record? Uh, he, I have laughed at him a lot at my mic, so I think if I say that, we can say his name. Okay. Fair enough. His name is Robert Paul. Mr. Godfrey. I don't oh. even know his real name. <laughs> Wait. Uh, unless his first name is Mr. Godfrey, one word and his second name is the comedian. Okay, yeah. so his stage name is Godfrey the comedian? No, Mr. I think it's just Godfrey. Have some respect, Mister yeah. Godfrey. Apparently, I don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, nice guy, really nice guy. Yeah, um, we quoted Biggie together. I mean, that's a way to bond. The show while that's we definitely smoked. a that's way a to bond. Bonding yeah. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we quoted the Ten Crack Commandments together as we smoked the bond outside of the show. So that was pretty great. What are the Ten Crack Commandments? Um, Never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they want to ounce, tell them bounce. That's a big one. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Wait, goddamn is that, credit. Is that one commandment? That's one of them. Okay. The just... goddamn credit. Get it. You think some crackhead's paying you back? Shit, forget it. That's okay. Another one. All right. Are we on three or four? I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying, yeah. That's two. In no particular order. When did you learn these commandments? Were they passed down to you upon... Oh, when I was a white child in the 90s listening to <laughs> Biggie. Yeah. yeah. I'm not familiar with Biggie's work. Oh, I love Biggie. On, with, the, with the whole like Biggie versus Tupac, like hand, no second thought, Biggie. Yeah. 100%. Really? I, oh, 100%. Biggie's real as fuck. Yeah, that, yeah. That one line in uh, Things Done Change where he's like, uh, my my mom got cancer up in her breast. Don't ask me why I'm motherfucking stressed. Yeah, like <laughs> he had, I get chills. He legitimately on the track said, "You look so good, I'd suck your daddy's dick." <laughs> I mean, so that's a line. Yeah, that's, that's the line. real. That is the realest person that's ever lived. Modern day Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> for real. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get invested, man. Like, I okay. To be honest, like, I. I well, the good news is he's not coming out with more albums, so you have time nope. to catch up. <laughs> yep. You don't know that. Yeah. You don't know that. <laughs> it's like a really good Netflix series that only lasted like two seasons. It's like, you can tear through it. It's fine. <laughs> That's what I love. Dude, I love rewatching Adult Swim shows. A lot of them are great, but also because they're all like 11 minutes long. Yeah. So yeah. you can just sit there and tear through this whole series. And hyper, barely, yeah. hyper digestible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I have such a short attention span. If something's like 45 minutes long, it's going to take me a year and a half to get through. Right. 
I mean, the people that run Adult Swim, do you think they were just sitting in a room and they were like, how do we get stoners to sit still? I mean, pretty much. <laughs> they just they just knew. I mean, they weren't dumb. They knew that the people who were watching the channel late at night were stoned college students. Yeah. And they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just capitalize That's on That's just it. smart marketing. Yeah. No. Yeah. They it's... also may be in stone college students who were just doing their thing. Right. And they found their audience that way. Right. And you were saying with things being on, this was a big thing in comedy. I think this is a big thing that's happening, but I don't see a lot of people having this conversation of why is the hour still the standard? Like, why? Our attention mm. spans are shot to shit. Yeah. And back in the days of the reason it's a standard is because when you were dealing with physical media, that was like the label minimum it has to be at least an hour long to put on wax, put on right. tape. Oh. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that a it's a digital age, it's a file to short as long as you want it to be. And two, it we're all my attention span shot to yeah. shit. Yeah. Why is the hour still the standard? Not saying nobody should never do an hour again, but it's like, why is every comedy special still an hour? Dude, do you have any idea? It, it would be so easy to DIY a 15-minute special. A hundred percent. In a tight room, right. like in 20s or something, right. where, you, where you only have to put like 15 or 25 people in there, and it's an amazing show. I, I do not remember this guy's name, but you can Google it and find it. There is somebody who filmed... A stand-up special is not good. Filmed, <laughs> filmed a stand-up special with iPhones, which you can do. And we were talking about how yeah. iPhone, yeah, yeah, with iPhones that he it opens up with him going to the Apple Store and buying like five iPhones. Okay. Then the special, and then it ends with him returning <laughs> all five phones to the Apple Store. Okay, that joke at least yeah, lands. No, that's right. brilliant. Yeah. That was worth it. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I don't. I mean, you could have an hour of shit jokes, but if you're going to start and end that way, yeah. Well, then the bit was I just spent like zero dollars on the special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The special. It's on. It's on YouTube. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. So it's it's things like that where it's like, yeah, why is everybody still? What is what? I, I know so many people in so many different art forms. I have a lot of musician friends and everything, and everybody else I kind of find is so much about like breaking barriers and like pushing things and adaption. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I find it with comedy. It's this. It's this weird one kind of weirdly regressive art form. That like actively fights any kind of like progression, progression or, or yeah. advancement yeah. or evolution. Not as a whole. There's a you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what I mean. There is There's kind of a like a, stigma, yeah. a yeah. romantic image of like this is late what comedy night comedy is. show yeah. guy right. in a blazer up there. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But speaking of innovation, you put your special up on Pornhub, right? Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, that is that's literally it's it's how I've been. It's how I have ended every set. <laughs> Since like 2017. That's amazing. Or something. I just say thank you so much. My name's Ron Irvin. My special's on Pornhub. Because it's just a fun little punchy last laugh to get in. And you know what's great is you look like every no name dick on yes. Pornhub. Oh, dude. Mm. People call me Johnny Sins on TikTok yeah. constantly. <laughs> every other fucking comment is Johnny, Johnny Sins. People are going to be like jerking off to videos thinking like, this guy was hilarious last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just pretend to be Johnny Sins. Like, I should. Yeah, I just have to grow the should. beard out a little bit. Just a touch. And the dick. I got to grow the dick out a little bit. <laughs> I got to grow my dick out yeah, a little bit. I got to grow my beard and my dick. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> like some girl just pulls down your pants and it's just like fucking my... I'm growing it out. I started growing it, I, I'm, I started like last week. Give me six months yeah, to yeah, six yeah. years. I'm growing it out. I haven't been circumcised in yeah. 20, 30 years. Yeah, so. it's, it's going to look shaggy and ratty for a little while but you just get past it and 
<laughs> right now it's in the stubble stage. Yeah. Okay? Once we get past <laughs> yeah. that, then we can really start enjoying ourselves. We grow ourselves. and then we style. Man, but... I gotta shave my dick. <laughs> <laughs> getting out of control. Not down my there, pubes, man. my dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, manscaping garden shears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my. God. I mean, you gotta like have a trimmed dick. You know, you don't want like a big bushy one. Yeah. No, no, that's not the one. No, yeah, you want a nice clean head. Yeah. Mm. A, a, a final end. You don't want it looking like frayed rope. No, <laughs> that's what I say. So, like, I mean, obviously, this is a fucking podcast. People can't see me, but I have a completely shaved head. Mm-hmm. I have since I was 20 years old. Really? It, it technically started going when I was 16. Wow. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, noticeable until I was, like, 18 or 19. I and then, gotcha. Yeah, 20, it was like, fuck, no, just take it off. Uh, but I, will, like, I made this joke the other day where it's, like, Dudes will have like three hairs left on their head and they'll be like, oh, I would shave it, but I don't look good bald. And it's like, dude, you don't fucking look good now. <laughs> like, no, I don't care how weirdly your head is shaped. You would look better than like a fucking peach that you dropped on the ground. Right. Like, I, right. I, that, that was all. I never cared about it. I was always, oh, that's what's happening. Just take it off. Your head what? looks like a gumball in a litter box. Yeah. Can yeah. you do something about <laughs> yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Was, was that traumatic for you? Because I just start started getting the widow's peak a little bit. It's creeping yeah. back. And I'm in full panic mode. I ever, ever since I... Is that I, what the mustache is about? Yeah, I'm like, get as much hair on my head yeah. as I can. He's growing it out for a transplant. Yeah. I, I the new Bosley experience. Ever since I was a child, I don't know why, but I have always had this thought of like, if I start going bald, I'm just going to shave my head. So when it happened, I don't, and it hit fucking early... But yeah, even with when I just looked and saw, it's like, all right, there's nothing worth shaving. My no second thought. It's like, all right, well, just take it off. Like, wow. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Just fucking take it off. And you don't it's remember gone. when, like, as a kid, you started thinking, like, you know, if I go bald, I'm just gonna do. When Probably you, when, when I was. When did you see Shaft? Ooh, <laughs> when did I see Shaft? I saw. I, I have a very specific memory of going to see Homeward Bound at the drive-in movie theater, and it's a drive-in, so they do double features right, as a kid. Right. So seeing Homeward Bound. And then they were showing Kazam, that Shaq Genie movie <laughs> afterwards. Yes. And a very specific memory of like, well, your dad has to leave in the morning, so we couldn't stay for Kazam. And I was very pissed. Dude. <laughs> Wasn't it called Shazam? Shazam or Kazam. Yes. I don't know. Well, maybe not Shazam, because that's like a DC. Is it? That's a DC yeah, hero, yeah. yeah. With the kids. and then Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're Shazam. right. You're right. Yep. Yeah, you're and then like, he turns yeah. into you know pectoral man or whatever. Wasn't mm-hmm. there a Bernstein Bears phenomenon about... Shazam versus Kazam. Oh uh, yeah, well it was about that there was a Sinbad genie movie. Oh okay, in the nineties. Yeah. Everybody was like everybody remembered there being like a Sinbad genie movies in the nineties. Mandela effect. Yeah. I remember yeah. Berenstein Bears first. Yeah. So. so was there not a Sinbad genie? No, there wasn't. No. No. Are they just confusing the Shaq genie movie with Correct. Like, first kid where Sinbad played a secret service agent that had to protect the president's what? kid? Yeah, that's a real thing. Look that up. Wow. Yeah, Sinbad as a yeah running around trying to find a kid. Let's pause the podcast. They do yeah. VR. Can in we a play mall. that in the background? <laughs> yeah, let's get our producer on that, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> Alex has an assistant named Jamie. If yeah. that uh, happened, it would be like an hour of silence with just reaction. She's like, "Damn!" Yeah. <laughs> it's just an hour of silence, and then all of us in union unison going, "I fucking love Sinbad." Yeah, <laughs> dude. Sinbad, when he had his like kind of comeback, and I don't know what was that like oh eight oh nine yeah yeah that special yeah. that special's fucking funny it's great dude, yeah. Sinbad's really funny dude I went through an old comedian phase and the 
there are a bunch who surprised me. Like Jay Leno, yeah. he was so funny back in the day. And then yeah. I just the know him they from, gave him yeah. that show, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, all the LA comics from that period all said, like I've seen so many documentaries where they're like, no, you wanted to be Jay. Jay was the guy to be funnier then. Yeah, and like, now he's just the high-pitched, big-chin guy. Yeah, who yeah. fucked Conan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Conan. Yeah. I watched that documentary about the Dana Carvey show that Hulu put out, mm-hmm. and that's super interesting. Is it really? Yeah, because it was just like ABC thinking that they were getting Church Lady, and Dana Carvey being oh, like... Oh, fuck. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. You ever just remember something because you were too high before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're driving. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was Yeah, it was such a horrendous thing because he wanted to push all these boundaries and do all sorts of like really fringe things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, ABC was just like, no, you, you were going to do Church Lady for like four hours. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to chop that up into episodes. The best part is they did that whole old TV thing of every episode would be sponsored by... It would be like, Taco Bell presents the Dana Carvey yeah. show. And there's one point where they couldn't get any sponsors so they just put the name of the chinese food in manhattan that they yeah. always ordered from when they were like writing or filming yeah, sponsored without giving us any money yeah we no, had to like, pay yeah. for the food yeah. you were involved yeah, yeah so we'll throw you a shout out yeah no that was great that oh was a good man watch. i heard the the one season ben stiller show was really good and like bob odenkirk mm. and just a bunch of people wrote for that but huh. that's another one that just just failed. Never got off the ground. No. Yeah, but it's kind of like a cult classic now. Yeah. You know what's a great I don't know if you could you could probably throw this into like the cult sphere. Um the show that the people who did Archer did before Archer on Adult Swim, Frisky Wait, Dingo. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. dude. You oh. want to talk about cult classics? Dude, my and it's like I love Archer. Archer is great. Yeah. But Frisky Dingo is just this such rapid fire wit line yeah. after line, just hits, hits, hits. Is so goddamn funny. The joke density in Frisky Dingo is intimidating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was quoting Frisky Dingo two nights ago and my friends had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I we were just at a brewery and I was like, is this Babar's house? Yes! Neural, I'm going to kill Babar. <laughs> I had no idea what Frisky Dingo was until I started working in this book warehouse and mm-hmm. the operations manager whose name was Jedediah weirdly looked a lot like you, Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, that surprised me. We called him Jedi and he was a big Frisky Dingo fan and he was this uh, little angry dude. He was just mad all the time. He hated his life and his job because his job was not operating a warehouse. Oh. It was babysitting the owner's son who was drunk all the time. His ah. parents named him Jedediah, so that wasn't a great start. Yeah. No, no, not a great start. Uh, <laughs> he would just ride around on the forklift and be like, hey, what are you doing? Mm. I'm working, Jetty. All right, good. And then he'd zip away. Nice. That actually sounds like a pretty sweet job. Oh, dude, I loved working there. I would just yeah. get stoned at every single break. So, like, you know, I was high every two hours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. getting paid to do it. Damn. Yeah. Speaking of cult, like, weird, this is probably the, the, the biggest, like, hidden gem of adult shit. Nobody ever knows what I'm talking about when I bring this up. Did you ever see Perfect Hair Forever? No. All right, it, you've you've dropped off a cliff. Yeah, I have no it, idea where I you're I think at now. it lasted two seasons, maybe only one, but it was on Adult Swim, and it was a show that, like, parodied anime. And there was all kind of like MF Doom would pop in and do voices and like, yeah, they had all these little like within the Adult Swim family. Like, yeah, no, if you can find it, I'm sure somebody's starting it up on YouTube. Or oh, somewhere. Yeah. I have so many things to Google now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the people who are fans of the podcast have been writing furiously for the last like five yeah. to 10 minutes. And like, okay, I need to devote the next month and a half to well, watching. Also, DVDs. I mean, this, so this, this one does have a really solid fan base, but I actually just rewatched it. And I love the show Xavier Renegade Angel. 
you're still off that cliff. Oh my god, you've <laughs> never yes. No. Oh, what you have to have to <laughs> Save your Renegade, Renegade Angel. Angel. It is nice. We got is that perfectly. Probably uh, in all honestly, one of the most batshit absurd shows to ever make its way to television ever. Really? It's all like CGI animated, but like $2 CGI <laughs> animated yeah. type shit. It is insane. It is fun. You, it ha- Hearing the titles you mentioned before and then calling that the most absurd batshit <laughs> oh. insane show, like... Would stop listening to this podcast and find a way to watch Xavier Renegade Angel, and then message me after you're done with it, and being like, "What the fuck was that?" We just lost all of our fans. To yeah, yeah, YouTube rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Xavier Renegade Angel just gained uh, twenty, thirty listens. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Good for them. Yeah, they're making a comeback. You used to have a podcast, didn't you? I did. I was on a movie. I co-hosted a movie podcast for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, And it was Adult Films with Colin and Ron. And it just got to a point where we'd been doing it for like two years. And I was about to move to New York. And I had a lot of other stuff going on in my life. And then, honestly, I kind of like I I go to the host and I look at the numbers. And it's like after two years, we're only averaging about 500 listens. So it it just gets to the point where it's like, you know, you know when to call it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Move on to other things. I don't. I'm not a podcast guy. Hmm. I don't listen. I don't listen to podcast. I try. I really do. It's just like not my medium. I have an office job, and that helps a lot. Yeah. Because if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm just contemplating suicide. So, somebody said to me sincerely a little while back. They're like, yeah, "I don't really listen to music anymore. Just podcasts." And I'm like, "That's the most depressing fucking <laughs> thing I have ever heard in my entire life. It's music. It's the most like beautiful." amazing thing ever and you replace that with like three dudes in cargo shorts yeah since humans could pick up sticks we were making yeah music but yeah yeah. welcome (laughs) back to the fucking uh, wwe slash pokemon slash marvel comics hour (laughs) (laughs) and you're like yeah this is fucking better than i like queen Dude, the the types of podcasts I've gotten into since I've kind of like made through it, I'm like watching rewatch podcasts. Like I'm trying to rewatch The Sopranos, and I'm gross. I'm listening to people talk about the episodes I've <laughs> yeah. just watched. <laughs> are you are you listening to like Talking Sopranos with like Michael Imperioli? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that's the nice. one. What's the other guy? I forget. Okay, I, I could probably tell you. His name just realize now that we are podcasting about podcasts, so we might want to kill ourselves hold on hold <laughs> well, on i feel like all of are us there are any there, podcasts right? <laughs> that are already about podcasts that we could podcast about there let's is, go a layer deep is it there's some um i listen the one podcast i do listen to is come town uh <laughs> and that's it that's it that's the only one i listen to i feel terrible when i show people jokes from that oh no that's all that i'm not defending it like there i'm just like when people ask me i'm like no i'm not defending it i'm not saying it's no, just no i'm just saying this exists i'm just saying this exists and it's literally the only thing i find funny in. Yeah. uh I actually got to see Stav and Adam uh, do some stand-up out in New York, and they were both great. Uh, yeah. Shout out to oh, them yeah. and the stand out in New York City. Nick Mullen was supposed to do Chameleon, and then the coronavirus right, yeah, yeah. hit. He had announced yeah. a handful of dates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a there is some podcast where it's like two dads. It's like two dads review. It's like there, there's like two dudes who just review other podcasts, and that's yes! their podcast. <laughs> oh my god, we have to listen to it. and We have to review it. Yeah, that's, that's what's going on the Patreon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just hearing them talk about like 
come town and they're like, why is this funny? They're just calling everyone gay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, because we're never just not six-year-olds at the end of the day. You understand? Yeah. Like, it's, it's it, yeah, that's just, sorry. I, I will be 80 years old and referring to a penis as a wiener will always be like the funniest <laughs> thing to me. I try to write about stuff and make it important to me, but I'm never going to be funnier than the middle schoolers calling stuff gay. That's, yeah, yeah. Right. That's no, the hardest I've ever it. laughed. The, uh, people, like, somebody came up to me uh, just like talking to somebody after a show. And they're like, who are like your big inspirations? Who do you love as comedians? And I legitimately looked at her and I was like, black 14-year-olds on TikTok. <laughs> and, and she was like, are you serious? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like, we talk so much about, like, what is funny? What is comedy? Who is the greatest? And I'm telling you right now, there is nobody in the universe that has ever been funnier than just a black 14-year-old with an iPhone. They're amazing. That's it. We like that's that's it. Like yeah. that's the funniest shit. My Dude. influence is Mark from middle school. He made a substitute teacher cry. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> you know what, he but, had this impression of him putting his head in a binder and acting like it was a vagina. Yeah, and, and I laughed so hard. It was great. There's somebody like on the movie podcast. My co-host brought up a point. He's like, "There's certain things." He's like, "The one of the best things about Jackass is that." It works now, and you could show it to a caveman, and they would also be yeah. insane. <laughs> Dude, did you guys have that group of like dudes that were trying to be Johnny Knoxville? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Those were my influences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Jordan Adams, uh, and uh, dude, I wanted to be in their little crew so hard, and I just couldn't. Yeah, mm. and I thought they all smoked weed, and they didn't. So <laughs> I used to find like regular ass oak leaves, and I'd roll it up and. Construction paper because yeah. that's what I had, and I would light it on fire as I walked up to them, and then I would step on it like I was putting out a joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but joints aren't lime green. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think it it even speaks to this bigger point, and I don't even know hundred percent where I'm going with this, but it, it was an idea. I think for decades, comedians, kind of specifically stand up comics, were kind of the bastions of culturally what was funny. Like yeah. they are kind of the gatekeepers in the garden. Right, like yeah. this is what's funny. And now with the likes of like TikTok, Vine, meme culture, all these things, now comedy is like the most collective art form. Yeah. That there is. Yeah. It's one hundred percent global community. Yeah. Because of how the internet and social media have changed everything. Yeah. Because all you have to do is find that one person they're like, Oh, they do things that make me laugh. Yeah. Follow. That's as simple as it's gotten broken down to. Yeah. You're one of the few comics that your Facebook makes me chuckle. <laughs> like the shit you post, I see, and I'm just like, oh, that's fucked up. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. No, I, I love it to memes. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's so, like, and I think meme culture is this weird thing. Like, it's so, I don't know how many layers of irony we're on right now because there was irony, then there was like post irony, and now it's just <laughs> post apocalyptic <laughs> like, irony. Like a deep fried picture of the green MM saying <laughs> Arby's. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> I have okay. I have this autistic cousin Waylon. Nice. <laughs> yeah, my he's come up before. Favorite Facebook post ever is just him tagged in a location. It's a location post, and it says Waylon is watching Shrek two. <laughs> and then the comment is, "I'll be watching Shrek two soon." <laughs> he's not even currently watching it. He's just like, "Just to warn you guys, just I'm watching in. Shrek two in a minute." Just, just checking in. That's awesome. <laughs> 
I screenshotted it, and when I'm sad, I pull it up again and still laugh just as hard. Yeah. I, but then that gets into a bigger thing of like how is comedy culturally changing and how are our tastes changing? And this is a bigger weird thought I had where it's, for me personally, I think relatability in art is extremely overrated. And whoa, now, all right. Now, what all I, right. now, what I mean by that is if if I watch something or hear something and I find something to relate in it, or if I, you know, say something that you find to relate, that's great. That's a part of the experience and that's awesome. But I feel like when the whole point of like something is to be just relatable, it's just mush. Okay, Th- I can agree with like, that. Like, that's yeah. not ex- like if I'm watching you do stand up comedy, I don't want my boring ass life just projected back. If I want to go on a bad date, I can do that. Like right, that's yeah. po- like totally pop. Mm-hmm. What makes you exciting and like worth listening to and unique? And I think so much of comedy is based in relatability. Yeah, like that's almost yeah. like the foundation, which is kind of a weird conflict that I find. Yeah, in- there is the opposite problem where you go up and relate to no one, and right. they're like. He just talked about pedophiles for 15 minutes right. and yeah. terrified everyone in yeah. the audience. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think relatability is a part of the experience, if not an important part of the experience. But yeah, when it goes out to just be like, man, this ever happened to you? It's like, yeah, so fucking like, <laughs> so what? I, I don't care that you were in traffic. Yeah. Talk about the cars exploding. Yeah. What did you I, see? I, it's, it's, I mean, again, you find something cool, but I, yeah, that's, but so much of comedy is like, you got to be relatable. You got to be relatable. You got to be. I relatable. See, I think yeah. that's just it. It's a, it's a terminology problem because, like, you don't have to be relatable. That's not really the goal. You have to be likable, and relatability has been the vehicle for that for decades. Yeah, but I I think you're right. I think that's changing. Right. Because no, you already said it. No one wants that shit thrown back in their face. <laughs> yeah, they can yeah, go yeah. on a bad date themselves. Well, like, and it's like I have I have such a love of movies where nothing really happens. That are about like the kind of just mundane existence of humanity. Yeah. I have such a like hard on for those. Hell yeah. And I think it's because, and would people say, like, well, is that not you enjoy it because of relatability and like the real life aspect? And I go, I think my answer to that is I enjoy those so much because it shows that in real everyday life, which is not that exciting, there's still stories worth telling oh. that are interesting yeah. and exciting. That just yeah. happened to like play with everyday life. Yeah. So it's the storytelling equivalent of like the visual aspect of the plastic bag in American Beauty. Yeah. Dude, I was just thinking about that. I know. Just, I'm very good at metaphors. <laughs> 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 but like telling people that you can look at everyday life and appreciate that as an art form, I think is super important. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Is anybody that is, Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah. That is the plastic bag of American Beauty. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just real quick, I'll throw this one out here. Suggestion for everybody if you haven't seen it. Did you ever see a movie called Columbus? No. Oh, it, no. it wasn't a big one. It started Add it to the list, everybody. <laughs> uh, I believe it's it's John Cho is like the, the, the star. Of it. I don't even know who that is. Add him to the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know about Columbus, Indiana? What? Colum- so Columbus, okay. Indiana is a small town in Indiana, and it's this huge hub of postmodern architecture. There's like one architect. So like the library looks insane. And this just a bank looks, it's like this big giant piece of art. The entire town's like that. And it's just a movie about a postmodern architect going to give a speech, has a heart attack. His son comes to visit, meets a girl there. And it's this story of somebody who was born into this thing, architecture, who doesn't really care about it. And somebody who was born into it in another way in the town and loves it. 
and nothing happens this whole movie. Dope. Nothing. But it's one of the most well-directed films I've ever seen. And I love it so goddamn, and I will never stop talking about that movie. Is it is it well directed because it's easy to direct something where nothing happens? No, and that's the thing. <laughs> this guy has never directed anything before ever. He's a film journalist. What? And he like okay. he kills these long shots. Like there's a whole scene of just two people sitting on a couch, and it's like five minutes, one take, and your entire view of them is just through this tiny mirror on like a nightstand across from them. That's okay. super interesting. Yeah, right. and, it, yeah. and it rocks. Like, it, the whole movie's just like that. How many movies do you think you've seen, if you um, had to put a number on it? Enough that I don't need the doctor to tell me I'm autistic. <laughs> I can quite figure... I, can, I, I love <laughs> that I said put a number on it, and your answer was, I'm autistic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, I was... <laughs> But not the type of autistic that can count. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a different guy. I did. I, I went to. I came back. I, I went to a comedy thing after going to a movie out in New York a little while back, and I was talking to somebody. I was like, "Yeah, I just came from the movies." And he was like, "Do you go to the movies a lot?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was like fucking like all the time." And he was like, "That probably makes you a really good actor." And I was like, "No, it probably makes me autistic." <laughs> and he was, but I was like, "Different A But I was like, "But if I am, it's like all that means is that my hyper focus." you know, that usually comes with that is film, which is culturally kind of cool in a right, way. You yeah. seem cultured and it's like, it's oh, it's not as useful as math, but people will invite you to things. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, you, you're like well-versed and it's like, you talk to me and I'm just quoting Wikipedia pages. <laughs> This conversation. Whereas trains or Battlestar Galactica. Right. <laughs> I said this to somebody the other day. I can't remember. Um, Oh, I told you this story outside of the show. I was thrifting with my girlfriend at Goodwill oh, a while yeah. back, and there was a, a married couple in there. And the man, I, I, and I say this in the most respectful way, was very clearly on the spectrum, and his hyper-focus was thrifting. He loved thrifting. Mm -hmm. So he is going through this store, being like, yeah, on Tuesdays, I like to come in and look through the boxes, because Tuesdays, they bring in the new boxes, and when you do that, they can... Da, da, da. And his wife is standing there the whole time, at, just being like, oh, yeah, he loves going through those boxes. <laughs> And I was like, I will never be happier than these people. Yeah. Right? Like, he found it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, he... Well, I. The thing about God that, and I think I said this last night, too, is like, we are schmucks. Because, like, the thing that will make us that happy, and it won't make us that happy, but the thing that we think will make us that happy is so unattainable. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet he found it at Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> it's open seven days a week. Well, like... <laughs> My my girlfriend still lives here, and I come. I've always come into town like once a month. Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always kind of split my time. And every time I come back here, it's just like, why do I? Why no? Like this is it? Like this? That's right. a, a, somebody who loves me, and it's just yep. yeah. No, that's like it. But our brains don't work like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. We we want we want so much more than all of that. Yeah, we want yeah. someone to love us and hold us, and also we want two hundred strangers to laugh at what we say, yeah, dude. Yeah, oh just to God. immediately fall in love with us, <laughs> yeah, unconditionally, and then leave and not talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> and have if you don't like it, you cannot blog about it. Who the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? How many people have you pissed off? Like, at a show, openly just angered. I've been really lucky in, like, the heckle department. Hell and yeah. things like that. I have been so crazy lucky. And the, I think a big part of it is the rule of thumb, and I always abide by, is you don't give them any more attention than they give you. Tight. So they say something, you tell them to shut the fuck up. 
They usually do. All right. As, you can, you, well, all right. Well, you can go. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you can just leave. Like, yeah. I, like I mean, that if you don't feed it nine times out of ten, they just shut up. Right. Um. So there's that. But I mean, angriest I ever made somebody at a show. Um. Fuck. There has to be something. There has to be. I, I don't. Um. Fuck. I really can't. I'm. I'm digging my brain. Is this because you've been working too hard on being relatable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just found that pocket where everyone's just like, yeah, Ron's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I can think of this one. This wasn't a stand-up show. I did. I was in the Rocky Horror cast here in Cincinnati. Oh, hell yeah. For like eight years at the Esquire. Um, had, all right. Did yeah, you have that's a awesome. standard role? Or? Uh, I would do the hosting, and I would play um, the criminologist mostly. I also did Dr. Scott, sometimes Brad. Mm -hmm. But nice. then I was also like the producer for the cast, and then I ended up being a manager at the Esquire, and that was a nice little... Holy yeah. shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, the Esquire as someone who's a cinephile is great. Oh, that's, right? That yeah. was the greatest job ever. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, my my closing paperwork would take five minutes. <laughs> I would do it, and I'd still have to wait for the movies to let out, so right. whatever theater was either empty or just ended, I would hop in there and watch whatever movie dude. we had that I wanted to watch, or I could hook my laptop up to the projector and do it. We had an underground film club on Thursdays <sighs> when I was managing it. Dude. Yeah. Dude, the, the movies they play, you'll have like, they'll get, grab like two or three blockbusters to bring people in. And right. then just like yep. two movies you've never heard of before. Right. And you can just go in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had a great one. So when we had 12 Years a Slave, this guy stormed out like a little bit into it. And he's like, that movie is violent and horrific. And <gasps> da, 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 da. How many movies does he storm out? Yeah. Like <laughs> and apparently the guy who caught him was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of his whole thing. Right. And that's he the was story like, they're telling. He was like, well, why would I, why would anybody ever pay money to watch a movie like like that and you just did well but yeah no and, and the guy the guy who was working there was like that's a question only you can answer <laughs> yes. bravo to yeah. that guy yeah like the, holy shit when i worked there there was a study that came out that said that 70 percent of people who go to the movie theaters in america have no idea what they're seeing when they walk in the doors dude yes and as that's some, crazy to me as somebody who managed a movie theater 110% true. Well, the weird thing about that, dude, is that's not a problem that's just specific to movies. Because, like, Jeff Tate talks about this. Hmm. When people go out, they don't fucking manage what they're going out to do. Right. They go to a comedy club, and they have no idea what kind of comedian they're seeing. They go right. to a movie theater, they have no idea what kind of movie they're going to see. They go to a restaurant, and they're like, what is it, Italian? Okay. Yeah. And they have no... Or, and they just go out, hoping... And then when things don't go well, they freak the fuck out over a manager or they, they blog. That's 70% of people? Yeah. Yeah. Folks suck. I yeah. Are, are we autistic to them? Is that? No, the... yes. Yeah, we're the weird ones. Like, that's the, <laughs> and again, those people, happier than we'll ever be. Of they course. are so, yes. 100%. They are so satisfied to end up Aww. wherever they are. Right? Yeah. Just to plunk Jeez. their ass down in any room and be like, so what's going to happen that's going to make me smile? Yeah. And as long as their senses aren't offended, happy as a clam. Oh, my God. Uh, it seems like we just landed on the unhappy part of the spectrum because if we were any more hyper focused, we would love whatever. <laughs> we found and specialized right. in. Yeah. If we, we were any less, world. we would just love wherever we ended up. There was some comedian the other day, I don't know, we were riffing about how like, comedy can suck sometime, and he's like, all these people, like you don't want to do it. He's like, find another you know, find another gig. Find another hobby. I'll do it wherever. You can set up a porta potty I'll do it in there. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, calm down. Like, <laughs> like, calm down. We're allowed to be bitchy about our job. Everybody bitches right. about their job. Right. right? 
I, I I worked on I was on that TV show for three years. Bitched about it constantly. Oh, of <laughs> but I still showed up of every course. day. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still it's like it's my fucking job. I would rather be doing. Look, it's either bitch at this job where I'm making a TV show, or bitch at a job job. Exactly. So I'd rather bitch about the TV show, right? Because that's just like you know normal panderings of. It's, it's when you're bitching about a TV show, you're just bitching. When you're yeah. coming home from an office or a warehouse or a restaurant, and you're bitching about that. You're actually showing the part of your soul that that job is eating away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little more serious. Yeah. Here's my soul wounds. I yeah. die every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who? Okay, two questions, and they might take a while to answer. Who did you piss off, and what TV show did you work on? This was uh, who did I piss? Oh yes, yeah, so, the, sorry, Rocky the Rocky Horror. Horror. So we did a couple shows out in Florence. I think at like the AMC or Regal or whatever. Okay, um, and. If you don't know the whole point of Rocky Horror, the whole point is that you you know you yell things at the movie and it's interactive, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to be very like tasteless, like offensive, problematic, yeah. crude humor. Yeah, and uh, there was like a couple nine eleven jokes we made or something. <laughs> Hell yeah, and I did one, and it, other people did it too. But for some reason, this guy singled me out that he was like going to come get me. And like they had to take yeah. me out of the theater and like take me back into the dressing room and be like, that, like, yo, this guy is out here and he wants it. Da, da, da. And they wait for the whole theater to clear out and have somebody like walk me to my car. How did they find out that he was like threatening you? I did get, he stand up in the middle of the show? They or? probably heard him say something to somebody or he went up to somebody. Did he just find an usher? He's like, hey, what's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck his throat. Where, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's aggressive. Yeah. It's gonna fuck your throat. Yeah. God. <laughs> um, so there was that. Uh, that was that was interesting. Wow. Uh, there was plenty of offended do people you, at Rocky Do you remember Lord. the joke at all? Um, fuck. I think it was there when the point when Dr. Scott in the wheelchair comes flying down the ramp yeah. when he first busts through Frankenfurter's house. Yeah. It's like a sound as the wheelchair goes down. So when right. we do that, we okay. would shout out, cue the 9-11 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see wanting to fuck someone's throat for that. It was Florence. It was Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, uh, he, he <laughs> yeah. It can only come if he's yelling, "Never forget." Yeah, <laughs> poor man. Um, but the TV show uh, was Chicago Med, which was a medical drama okay. on NBC. And for three years, I what they did is they had how it worked. These are the stars. These are the main doctors, and nurses. Yeah. But here's a nice little group over here of people who also work here. And I was one of the people who also worked there. Ah, so okay. it was a lot of just kind of bopping around looking medical. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, just, you know, in general. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. How does one look medical? Uh, you wear, I wore khaki scrubs that looked like a, I was in a fucking prison uniform. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a lot of just, you know, you're bopping around, looking busy, whatever. Basically, clipboard. Basically being an extra. Like, yeah, you're just yeah, about yeah. It, uh, uh, But then every now and then you were in on the action when there was like a you know, you're caring for a patient, like you're in there, like I'm in there bagging them or I'm in there, whatever. I was a medical technician. Okay. So I wasn't gotcha. like a nurse. Right, right, right. Um, and then every now and then it's like, hey, we need help in here. Like the coffee's ready. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for that job. I paid my bills for three years right. and fed me. It was great. And it's a credit and I can put out there. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. 100% did not want to be doing that. For <laughs> the, shout out to all of them. Shout out to everybody that's on the Chicago med team. I love you guys so much. Uh, but let's be 100% honest with ourselves. That show is a soap opera that's on at 8 p.m. Yeah. And it's just 
like you uh, all right i got it let's just get out of here <laughs> i got i can say that i did this let's get out of here did you ever try and like weave your own like humor or personality into your character in the background to see if you could pull one over on the producer um i kept trying to hide a can of Lacroix in shots <laughs> yes that kept happening they usually found it they're very good at their job yeah. um yeah. but yeah that was one thing i tried to it's do not the game of thrones people where they just fucking leave yeah, a pepsi yeah. in the final you know what i did a lot was um you know if you're like carrying around a prop or you're pushing something like you do multiple takes when you have to reset you have to go grab that prop and put it back and da, 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 da. so my i i dubbed myself the character of guy who's always looking for something so <laughs> i'm never carrying anything <laughs> we're always just like huh, yeah no, i'm always like looking in drawers and just <laughs> is it in here or shoot yeah. <laughs> like no fuck this shit um but yeah no that was uh that was it was a gig it was a gig yeah. and i'm grateful for it yeah. um and I, that was a big thing. It's like after I did that and I did it for a few years, it's like, all right, well, what else am I going to do in Chicago? Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty much just like a bigger Cincinnati. Right. More right. or less. Like I have to get out of here at some point. So after I had that, it was like, yeah, it's moved to New York when our lease is up in August. And then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my lease was up in August, came back here for a few months, moved to New York in February. Hell yeah. So that's. Wow. Yeah. How do you like New York? I love it. It's great. I'm up in Harlem. I've got a like jail cell studio apartment. I saw the Hines. video. Yeah. Um, jail cell is a little too accurate for the <laughs> amount of size. Like the space that you have there yes. is like, oh man, I have closets. Yes. Like I could fill your entire apartment with just brooms and vacuums that don't work anymore. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you touch both walls end to end with your outspread arms? Barely. Okay, yes. and you've got a pretty good wingspan, yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. pretty yeah. good for yeah. New York. It's it works for me. It's I do I've never had that much stuff. Yeah. I've always been big on like having just enough. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. Um I'm not there a lot because I'm out and about doing right. comedy, doing whatever. Uh I mean it's I have a place to sleep, a place to be on my computer, and a place to make food. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, and yeah. a place to go to the bathroom too, which is in the hallway. So, <laughs> but where do you, I mean, do you jerk off? There's when a you're bathroom about? in the hallway, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, where do you jerk off? In my in my bedroom. In my room. <laughs> well, I'm just you didn't list it amongst the things that you needed a place for. So I'm oh, just like, yeah. does he do that at Kroger? No, or? it's New York. I just I can do it in the Lower East Side. <laughs> just on the subway. Yeah. I bring a newspaper. <laughs> Do you have a special jerking off place, yeah. Lauren? Do you like have a closet where you light candles or yeah. something? Oh man, it's just the Whole Foods by the dumpster. <laughs> where don't you? Get, all right, well we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I guess beds are weird for that. I could. I don't know, man. I've never been a horizontal person. Oh, I'm a yeah. vertical boy. Daniel Waterhouse told me recently we were talking about skydiving. And uh, I'm going skydiving Friday. Pretty exciting. Oh, okay. I was like, how are these things? It'll come around. (laughs) All right. All right. So I'm talking about that with him. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of nervous. And then he goes, I have a friend that came on the Windseeker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Waterhouse. We got to get him on the show. (laughs) It's not even a good ride. No. (laughs) No, it's not. You should get more insane comedians on this show. Oh, Waterhouse is definitely in that category. (laughs) Definitely in that category. How many? It's our descent into madness season. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like it. He has five minutes of my dick looks like. Oh, my God. I've seen him do it at the club. And weirdly enough, 
Oh. I've seen him murder with five <laughs> minutes of my dick looks he like. He has 15 minutes of my dick looks <laughs> like. And five minutes of that made it to the club. And I know that because there's an open mic at Darkness Brewery right down the road. And I walk in and they're like, oh, it's a clean. It's a clean set. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, it didn't used to be that way. And they're like, yeah, somebody came in and did my dick looks like for a bunch of kids. Oh, my <laughs> God. Dude, there is a, there is a guy. It, it was a basically a booked open mic. Uh, and the guy would film it and put it on public access TV in Chicago. Okay, uh, it was called Flappy at the Abbey. Every, every comedian in Chicago, you ever meet a comedian in Chicago? Ask him about Flappy at the Abbey. Oh, okay. Uh, there was one guy. It was the only time I saw him. I didn't see him before. Didn't see him since. He went up, and the host brought him up. He was like, "Your next comedian has been banned from rooms all across the city, but here at the Flappy, we say fuck that. Give it up for so and so." And he walks up, and he is just like this giant behemoth of a man, like fat and like super tall, and like wearing shredded clothes and everything. He's got scars on his head, nice. and he goes on stage and he tries a joke, and it doesn't work. And then he just kind of like threateningly mutters for the rest of his set. I never saw that guy again. Could you hear what he was saying? No. There, there's that guy. I, I want to know what that guy is up to. Also, like the second time I did comedy in Chicago, there was a woman who went up who just came up, brought her laptop, set it on the chair on stage, press play. And it was that Akon song. Nobody want to see us together. <laughs> She just played that. She grabbed the microphone and like badly danced around the room nice. trying to sing about it and would reach into her sweatpants and handed me a baggie full of Cheerios. And on the inside was a little piece of paper with a note that said, thanks for coming to my show, Katie. <laughs> but, she, but, merch. but she wasn't best like merch. she wasn't like crazy. This was it was just kind of like a weird alt thing. Funniest fucking thing <laughs> I have ever seen. And I never saw her again. That's beautiful. Oh, Jesus I always Lord. think of like bigger cities as like intimidatingly professional. Really? You would yeah, think. Yeah, you would think. I don't get that vibe at all, man. Like of all of the places that I've done comedy, the bigger the city, the weirder the things that I've ever seen. The only exception for that is Dayton. Dayton's tiny and definitely up there on the weird level <laughs> yeah. of things that I've seen at Wiley's Comedy Club in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh God! It's I I mean I don't know. It's th there was a sense of um, moving to New York, like getting to this point where it was like I'm career driven. Yeah. I'm, I'm like this is what I want to do. I'm motivated, da, 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 and I need to be in an environment with people who are of the same. Because I love Chicago. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but there is there's definitely a sense that you get in that, and I think places outside of like New York and L.A. Where there, I, it's it sounds demeaning, but there is a lot of people. It's like, yo, if you were really serious about this, you wouldn't still be here. Like, right. you gotta go. I hear that with Cincinnati, and then Chicago is one of the places to go to to get away from that. Here is how I, the best way I can put Chicago as a comedy scene: if you go there with any kind of expectations of like, I'm gonna get this, and these are my goals, and da, 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 mm -hmm. da, you're more than likely gonna be really disappointed. Because it's just kind of not how it is. But yeah. if you view it as the place to go and cut your teeth and grow, the, I can't recommend it enough. It's like comedy college. That city is like comedy college. Ah, uh, okay. And, and go, Cincinnati's comedy high school. Yeah. And, well, okay, I don't want to go down any further in a fitness city. <laughs> 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 I Where's will. Where's comedy middle school? <laughs> I would say Dayton is comedy third grade. Yeah. Uh, 
No, Dayton is comedy joy camp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, and there is a big, grade, right? like, even on Chicago Med, there would be people who just have a line or two, things like that. All yeah. those people they casted, vast majority of people they casted came from New York. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Uh, they would fly them in, put them up, whatever. So even in these little markets like Chicago, and to an extent here, they've been doing a lot of filming. Yes, there's there's stuff happening there, but if you want, like, any significant part of it, you have to do it out of New York and L.A. I mm. uh, gotcha. And it's just like, and I know there's been like this boom with Austin of like, whatever. The, I've, I, I've seen the belly of the beast. And the one thing I took away is the industry is rooted in L.A. and New York. And that is not going to end until those cities are swallowed by the ocean. They're not going anywhere. Okay, so it's a it's more of a, an environment problem. Yeah, we need to speed some things. Yeah, along yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dropping California into the Pacific. Yeah, just buy a diesel truck. Get a hunter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold down the aerosol can. I don't know, man. How much is it to rent a jackhammer? I feel like if we did like a hands across America thing along that fault line in California with some jackhammers, yeah, <laughs> we could just dip that bitch right into the well, ocean now. And it's like, look, nothing against Austin or anything, and that's all fine. But it's like, can we be completely honest with ourselves? This is like the sixth time that Austin was supposed to be the thing like are you for real yes like the whole time I remember being fucking in my like early 20s people were moving to Austin I had like people who were into film moving to Austin because South by Southwest was down there and all that shit this is like the fourth or fifth time that Austin is supposed to be like the new and like two podcasters moved down there (laughs) every comedian who hasn't washed their face since Bush was in office is like that's it that's where the industry's going and it's like no that's where those guys are going (laughs) That's fine. Like I, somebody when I told him I was moving to New York, they were like, "Oh, Dave Chappelle's opening um, a comedy club in Yellow Springs." Yeah, that's, I guess that's that, cool. Yeah, that's happening. He was like, "Oh, did you know? Well, Chappelle's opening a club up in Yellow Springs," and I was like, "Guess I'll stick around." Yeah, it's like what? Okay, that's another spot that maybe I could hopefully get up in when I'm in town. But what that's what does that do for me? Right, the dude that told you that, like, what's his expectation? He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get booked at that club, and yeah. then Chappelle's gonna see me crush, and then he's gonna take me on his private plane to go meet Rogan." and then I'm going to do Rogan's podcast, yeah, and then yeah, I'm going to yeah. have a Netflix special, and then I'm going to do Mushrooms with Rogan and Chappelle, and then I can die happy. Yeah. Is that that person? <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Step plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, so unrealistic. Just uh, go to Goodwill. Tuesdays, yeah. they put the new boxes out. Yeah. <laughs> You'll meet a man there. He will be with his bride. <laughs> That's your shaman from yeah. now on. You'll know it's him because he will look at you and say, I love coming in on Tuesdays. <laughs> And you will respond with, oh, yes, he loves looking through those boxes. <laughs> he will then lead you to a room. All right, I'm going <laughs> to. Okay, so did you, were you a comedian first, then actor? Did you foresee yeah, yourself I've, becoming I, an actor? I've always kind of, well, I was always like a theater kid and stuff oh, okay. in high school. And then I was like, I was dabbling with stand I mean, since I was 18, I was doing like pro-ams that go bananas when I was really? like, the second I turned 18. Like Hell that pops yeah. up in my Facebook memories every now and then. Um, <laughs> Aw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was very like it was very like kind of sporadic every now and then thing. I had the Rocky Horror thing, which is cool, and they right, would let me right. do stand up sometimes to open for them, oh, and that was yeah. great. So it's like very you know I wouldn't say like nose to the grindstone, but it was always there, and I was always doing it, and I always wanted to do it. And then it was just this moment of revelation of like, all right, well you need to get the fuck out then. Yeah, like you need to really put your nose to the grindstone and get the fuck out then, which was about 2014. So I moved to Chicago in 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. 
So you you were like, I have to take comedy seriously. I have to get the fuck out of Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, this is what you want to do, and you know what it's what you want to do, and it's like, well, then you need to like fucking go. Yeah, go where go where you have the best chance of like you know getting right. better. Right. And, I mean, at 2015, I would I I wasn't doing comedy in Cincinnati in 2015. But it, the scene was definitely not as developed as it is now. No, nowhere near. Yeah. That, well, that was the other biggest part of why it was so sporadic was because there was not. I mean, you had Go Bananas Pro Am, and that was. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean, right now we don't have Go Bananas, so we're kind right, of in a yeah. holding pattern. Yeah, but it's weird so that Chameleon much is like comedy going like Chameleon yeah. and Wayne shows and a, fifteen other shows, and they're all kind of selling out. No. That's because it's the only thing to do yeah. unless you want to yeah. go to a fun yeah. zone. People, there were people online who were like, "Are people even going to want to go out once it's all in?" It's like, <laughs> of course they, they want to go out now. Yeah, the They're answer going is out a now. Resounding yes. Why would they? N- are you fucking kidding me? There's yeah. all these like weird. I I swear to God, I I there. Uh, they're absolutely right when they say there is a certain small subsect of people who don't want this shit to end because it has given them the opportunity to prove that they are the best of following the rules. <laughs> I forget who said that, but they are absolutely 100 percent. Yeah, right. absolutely. Like there, there is the whole I mean, I've been very safe. And I mean, I didn't leave my apartment in Chicago from yeah. March to August when that and, shit hit. Uh, you stopped going to movies. I heard that in your set. And that's a big deal for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they weren't there. They were shut off. Yeah. What was I going to do? Go into the empty theater. Rev up the projector. Yeah. <laughs> put on but, Columbus. But then it's like, <laughs> I came back here, and I was here for a few months, and the gyms were reopened here. And I was like, well, I can start going back to the gym. We're going to keep, yeah. keep the mask on the entire time. I still do. We're going to keep the mask on the entire time. We're going to mm-hmm. keep our space from people. And I said that, and somebody said, well, no, that's really like stupid and selfish that you shouldn't do that. And I was like, not rhetorically. I'm really not trying to sound shitty or whatever, but like, do do mask work or not? Do, do, do they work? Do mask and social distancing work or do they not? Because I'm following that and you say if I do that, that that's okay. So then what? Then why is this a problem? It's exactly what you said, dude. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of people that were teachers' pets. Yes. And then they grew up and they spat out three kids. I fucking blame Hamilton. I blame that shit. For that shit, I watched that and I was like, Hold on, the musical or the, the musical? Town? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, we can blame the town of Hamilton. Too. <laughs> we'll yeah. Get yeah. yeah, we'll Hamilton get into that. Town. No, I, I fucking blame him. I watched that shit on Disney Plus with my roommate because I had never seen it. And I yeah. was like, Who fucking told theater nerds who love homework <laughs> that they are allowed to have confidence? This is, it's, oh my God, it's such shit. It's so bad. It's not that they're like, okay, what they're doing is technically skillful. The way they execute it is a is a sentence of, of torture. Yes. Because it's three straight hours with no intermission of hard, dense lyrics that are... It is the equivalent of a Shakespeare with sunglasses poster in an English <laughs> teacher's room. Like, come to life. Yeah, but you can't turn it down or off. No, I, I was. I, I mean, I was prepared to. I was giving it a chance. I was not allowed to turn it down, oh, down. or off. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm a little scared, but I enjoyed Hamilton. All right, I had a good time. Well, did you watch it in one sitting? Yeah. Yeah. See, to me, like to I, me, man. I, uh, I do like musicals, though. I like musicals. I love musicals. I just rewatched Singing in the Rain. That's that's a good. I was in the Music Man. That makes yeah. me feel so good. Just. 
what did he watch that I no 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 it's just so, so wholesome it I really had, you know what it's it's weird did you ever see that walk hard the Dewey Cox <laughs> yes. story yeah one of the most underrated comedies of all time I love that I'm just movie. spitting out movie recommendations today. it's a beautiful ride <laughs> and no, I'm not mainlining LSD so anymore <laughs> um, but I really after rewatching it, I was like holy shit singing in the rain was kind of the walk hard of its time <laughs> what, of like parodying this yeah. kind of genre while also kind of paying tribute to it right. and being it oh my god yeah yeah so that but that shit holds up that's it's a good a song watch. about holding hands yeah <laughs> God, Watch your I mouth. Gotta, you think we all know what holding hands means? Wrong kid died. You know who else got hands? The devil. <laughs> and he uses them for hold. I can quote that goddamn. That and Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, I can quote shit, the entire dude. thing all day long. I used to. There was a time when I had like a little like handheld voice recorder mm-hmm. before I was a comic. Like That was just something my parents yeah. gave me to entertain myself because I wouldn't stop talking. And I used that to record all of the songs off of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And oh, then damn. I got a tape converter so I could play it in my cassette player. Oh, my God. <laughs> I made myself a soundtrack. The, the, one of the best lines, just, he hits the guy with the branch and George Clooney's sitting there. I don't get it, Big Dan. I don't get it, Big Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like still eating. <laughs> and then he just whacks him with the branch and corn comes flying out of his mouth. Let's oh, just God. quote funny yeah. movies for the rest of the podcast. Dude, remember, that's what we did before memes. That's what yeah. we did before the internet. Yeah. You just sat around and you acted out a meme. I had a good a good stretch with uh, the other guys the other oh, day. Yes. Oh, man. The, the moment, aim for the bushes, yeah. let's do this. I remember seeing that in theaters and that moment just like losing it. <laughs> <laughs> They actually just killed it, the two It's just a straight shot and boom. <laughs> top, oh. top 100 moments of cinema. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would and probably cinema. put it in top 50, but I have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> See, every time that I have these moments, because I used to do this. I used to sit around and quote entire movies start to finish, and then something happened. I don't know if it was the acid I took in college or what, but I don't know anything that has ever happened in anything I've watched since I was 24. No, damn. I I stopped doing that a little bit because I had a lunch period next to a girl where I'm like, oh, don't bring up Monty Python because I'll quote... <laughs> oh, God. I'll quote it the entire lunch period. And then she laughed, and then I did. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to... Fuck Dirk. I, I, then- <laughs> I need to turn that shit yeah. down to off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Way to bring it back to the first episode, man. <laughs> Fucking Monty Python, Time oh, Bandits. Dude. Oh, memories. Ron? Yes. This has been a blast, dude. Yeah, but what? we've got pu- already been. We've gotten pussy off of Monty bro, Python, bro. We've already talked for an hour, and, and technically, you haven't given us a bombing story yet. Holy you shit! Just, shit. You almost died at the like hands of a freaking 15 idiot. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> I know. This has been a breeze. Like wow. I love having people on here that love to talk. Oh yeah. Because you just get to sit back and go like, yeah. And then an hour goes by. And yeah, you're like, yeah. Sweet. That was a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And if you're successful enough, you can make like every like between you both can make like twenty grand a month. I know, <laughs> like, right? It's insane. It's real dumb. Yeah. The amount of effort it takes to host a podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, that's crazy, so man. So I guess we only have half an hour to quote yeah. Monty Python and the Holy Grail, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's going to be enough. That's what, hour, hour and a half yeah. movie? So what, I got to tell you a bombing story? Yeah, I man, can, okay. when have you sucked? So I will make, I can make this real quick. Um, I mean, you don't have to. Don't. I don't yeah, have yeah. anywhere to be. The, this wasn't, it wasn't the, the bomb itself. It's almost kind of the story behind it. Hell yeah. Uh, I was 19 years old. I was doing the pro-am at Go Bananas. So you're like uh, a year into like, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm stupid as fuck because I'm 19 years old. <laughs> yep. And I, for about, it was on Wednesday, and for a few days before that, I had been feeling pretty sick. Nice. Um, but not like debilitating, and it gets to Wednesday, and I'm still feeling like shit. And my dumb 19-year-old brain is like, you can't call. You have to go. You got to go. You can't. <laughs> Had you heard this, the term stage, stage wellness at that point? Yeah, yet. stage health. Okay. I was like, okay. I was running off of like fucking ibuprofen and stage health. Yeah. Uh, and now as an adult, I look back on it. And it's like, no, you can call off if you're sick. From right. Uh, Lay in bed and rest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I go up there and I think I had friends there the whole time. And I go up and am like barely functional like just yeah. like barely like go through set horrible like absolutely <laughs> god just like a very very bad bomb get off stage whatever i'm sick don't think too much of it that sunday i wake up and i don't feel sick anymore but every time i inhale my stomach would contract so it like hurt to breathe and what? i was, I was breathing like <laughs> Like that. Oh, God. And so I called my mom who works at a hospital. And I was like, are you working? She's like, no. And I'm like, you need to come take me to the hospital because I can't fucking breathe. If you're not at work, we're going now. Yeah. <laughs> and she picks me up. I remember her picking me up. I remember going to the hospital. I remember them checking me out. I remember them saying they're going to keep me for a couple days. My next memory is I shit my pants. And then uh, it was two weeks later, and I was being wheeled down to get a chest tube put in. Nothing what? in between that. Like, no. You, you lost two whole weeks. Oh, sorry. Oh, one week. That was one week. One week was completely That's gone. It's still a lot for memory get, loss. Yeah. Getting wheeled down to do a chest tube, laying there, Hold staring on. at. You shit your pants, and they were like, let's get a tube in this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a week later. Oh. I, that was the thing. I, that was the last thing I remembered was shitting my pants. And then you fell asleep. And then, yeah, the next thing I know, wheeled down the room to get a chest tube. I had no idea that was a week later. Holy shit. Wow. And they, I'm laying there just like, all right, get it done with. I feel something poking my side and go like, ah. And then the next thing I know, it's two weeks later, and I'm in the ICU. And I'm surrounded by my family who's all wearing masks. What the fuck? And I was just what? like, what the fuck is going on? So the reason I didn't remember that first week is just because I was so high on Dilaudid. They mm. just pumped me so much. I just Love me some Dilaudid. Yeah. The reason <laughs> I lost the other two weeks is because I was in a medically induced coma for two weeks. Because I almost died like three times. And they were like, if we don't do it, we're going to We like, got to Snow them. White this bitch. Yeah, we like, cannot we, let him be like, awake. They're like, if we don't do this, we're not going to get him stable. Like, we had, Oh, so man. They put me into a two-week medically induced coma. And I came out of it. I'm in the ICU, surrounded by family, friends, whatever, da, 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 da. Um, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost died three times. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Um, but then it's I just, just slept through it. The, nobody told me anything while I was in there because they didn't want to like disturb me while I was recovering. Right, yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm in there for another week or so. I'm good to go. I'm back on my feet or, you know, just doing whatever. Um, and it's probably they fill me in on everything a little bit later. And they're like, yeah, you had swine flu. Whoa. And I remember. Oh, yeah, man. and they were like, there were five other people on that floor in the hospital who had it, and you were the only one who lived. And I was like, fuck. Whoa. And Wait, your takeaway immediately was, was, I have to be funny for God yeah. now. Well, my, <laughs> I mean, one of my, my seriously, this. one of my fucking first takeaways was, I just did stand-up comedy with swine flu. 
Oh yeah! Did anyone catch? It I at have the no sh- idea. Oh my! God. I didn't know. I had no idea. Did you? Did? Oh my god! Yeah. You ever wonder how we can get to this point in a pandemic? Well, apparently this is how. <laughs> have you ever gone back to that, like you know that that the card with all the comic and tried to find them on Facebook to see if they're still around? Oh no! I should. <laughs> It's probably my Facebook memory somewhere. If you have a family member who performed a Go Bananas in 2015, <laughs> tweeted us. Yeah. <laughs> you may be entitled to compensation. Yeah. And God, that was, I wasn't even, I was 20. Yeah. Oh. About to turn 21. So that would have been like 2010. Jeez. Yeah, Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, d- d- don't, d- if you are sick, especially now with yeah. COVID. But yeah. Yeah, the, the amount of people that you do see go up and they're like, all right, so I'm not feeling so well today. And it's like, what the fuck? I have to use that mic. Right. The only yeah. person that I've ever seen do that where I was like, you know, if you're going to come out and not feel well, you did it right. And that was uh, Big Raspberry. <laughs> what? Who the fuck is Big Raspberry? Big Raspberry's name is... Uh, <laughs> God, Josh yeah, Big Raspberry. Josh Big Raspberry. Uh, he came up and he was like, I don't feel very well. He had three masks on his face. <laughs> he had latex gloves on. And he spent a minute putting a latex glove over the microphone before he told everyone, hey, I don't feel well. Holy shit. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I don't know why that reminded me. I don't listen to radio ever, except I'm driving the car around while I'm here in town. And I'm listening to The Wiz, yeah. and, uh, which is the hip-hop station for anybody who doesn't know. And an ad comes on. This guy being like, yo, what's up, everybody? It's time to follow me on Instagram and TikTok. It's Mr. Young Lotion. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm interested. What does Mr. Young Lotion do? He never explains who he is or what he does. All it is is him saying like, yo, whatever. It's time to follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Young Lotion, y'all. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Did you look him up? I did. It might not be Young Lotion because it's not. Like I took that in, it's not really coming up, but it's something lotion. Hold on, he bought an ad. Yeah, gave yeah. not even his handle. Didn't tell what he was going to yeah. do. Yeah, if that dude is fourteen and proves you right, holy yeah. shit, dude! <laughs> what I would just think that the kind of person who would call themselves young young lotion, uh, who would think I should have a radio ad just as a shout out to myself, yeah, would not also be the same kind of person who would have radio ad money. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. That TikToker's Nana just died. Mm. And he was like, you know what I'm going to do with my inheritance? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Nana. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you on the whiz. <laughs> he, like, he goes to like Wynton Woods Middle School or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's still stimmy money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you listened to somebody's stimulus check. That's I did. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably... Printed out a Facebook post too and, and put I, it on a T-shirt. I was legit because it's like I don't think it's young. I fr- I was like, well, what did he say if it wasn't Young Lotion? Because it's not coming up. So I've been listening to the Wiz trying to catch it again, <laughs> and I haven't heard it yet. So it's like, fuck, did he just pay for the one? Yeah, yeah, it was thirty-five bucks. They ran it once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven-second ad. Oh shit! Well, dude, this has been an absolute blast. Yeah, thank like, you for having me. This thank you for coming so out. Uh, do you have what? Okay, parting words. Your yes. final thought. What is your your uh, what's the thing Jerry Springer did at the end of his episodes? What did he call those? Uh, did he fight people? No, 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 no. I think it was just like final thought. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. What's your Jerry Springer final thought? Uh, 
First off, it's time to follow Young Lotion on TikTok, <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram. If I could leave you with anything. Yeah. Hi, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's time to follow Young Lotion on Instagram. <laughs> you know, in these trying times, we often forget that it's time to follow Young Lotion. <laughs> Okay, we need to make t-shirts, Young Lotion for President, yeah, Young yeah. Lotion. <laughs> yeah. Just as 2024, 2028, 2020. <laughs> the Young Lotion year. Presidential Tour. <laughs> <laughs> like, the year's 2020 to like 2057 listed on the back of a t-shirt. 57? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By that point, we're going to change the terms. It'll yeah. be three-year terms. Everything will be and different. Five years later, we meet this kid and it's like, I'm a stockbroker now. I, I bought a... I had on the Wiz 15 years ago. Yeah. Like. God damn it. We got to find that guy. We got to get him on the pod. Yeah. Uh, and secondly. Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess my parting thought, I'll leave you with this. Um, if anybody catches anybody else throwing something on this field, point him out and get him out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>